Hey there, and welcome back to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process. I am Lisa Leitner, your host for this podcast. I have the website adayinourshoes.com, as well as the accompanying Facebook page and Facebook group. So if you have individual questions, pop on over there and check it out. Uh, Today's podcast, I wanted to talk about parent concerns and parent participation because it comes up a lot. Um, So let's dig in. Parent participation is guaranteed to you via IDEA. It is mentioned several times um, throughout the statute. It is an essential part of the process. Um, A parent is an equal member of the IEP team. Now, certain parents have interpreted that in different ways. That does not mean you are the leader of the IEP team. It doesn't mean that you get to call all the shots. But it does mean that you're an equal member. Granted, if you have 10 other team members and they all work for the same employer and you are the odd man out, um, it may not feel equal all the time. But your concerns should be taken. Um, The parent concerns portion of the IEP is probably one of the most important parts of the IEP. I'd rank it right up there with present levels because if an issue or an area of need is not listed in present levels, and I went into this in in more depth if you look at the podcast about present levels or the most important part of the IEP, But if an area of concern is not listed there and you've asked for an evaluation in that area and were refused, you can list it as parent concerns. You can always put these things in as what I call a yes but because I understand I'm a busy working mom, I have a busy household, I have a medically complex child. I understand when parents don't have it in them to be constantly Um, going toe-to-toe with your school district. I understand that you don't have fight in you 24-7. And an issue might be a concern for you, and you might be willing to wait and see and see if if it resolves itself or if the child grows out of it or if their suggested course of action is adequate. It, It very well might be. So I understand if you don't want to battle all the time but you can always do what I call the yes but so you can agree with with their course of action for now but put in but I still have concerns about and list your concerns and you can even put hey I have concerns I'm willing to accept this IEP as is um however I still have concerns about x y and z and if they do not show if my child does not show signs of progress within six, nine, 12 months, whatever, I will be asking the team to reconvene and amend the IEP. Okay, so you can put it in there. You can start to get your data trail going. And that way, six, 12, 18 months down the road, when you are still talking about this issue, because it hasn't resolved itself, you have it in writing, you have it as part of your data trail your paper trail, that you've been asking for this for for months and sometimes even years, um, and they haven't done anything about it. So it's always good to get it in writing so that you have your paper trail. What matters is what's on paper. It won't matter if you're filing for due process and you find yourself in due process fighting over something. 
It's not going to matter for you to sit up there and tell the hearing officer, well, I spoke with my teacher several times and I asked the teacher to do this. That's not going to matter in due process. What's going to matter is what you have on paper. So you definitely want to have your paper trail of parent concerns. Um, parent concerns itself is not listed in IDEA as far as the parent concerns portion of the IEP. However, um, and I have this on my blog, there was a letter that went out or it's not a letter. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Um, oh, let me look at the, I see if the title's on here. Um, it's, it's just kind of like an addendum that went on on the record with IDEA. It's kind of like a discussion piece. It came out when IDEA was revised in 2004. Um, this piece, um, I believe it's around 30 pages, came out two years afterwards, and it's a discussion piece. It's an, it's an official thing, um, and it's basically discussing the different components of IDEA and it was created to kind of clarify what they, what it, what IDEA meant. Um, but it says in that discussion piece that says parents are free to provide input into their child's IEP through a written report if they so choose. Um, Again, I have this on my blog. I have it linked to Rights Law and their discussion of this as well. And, um, you know, it's all there. That you are guaranteed um, to submit a written portion if you wish. My school sends home a worksheet for me to fill out or a questionnaire. Lots of schools do this. Um, you don't, you can use that, but you're not limited to that. If you want to add more things, um, you can certainly do that because they may not, their questions may not cover the scope of, of your concerns. So, um, you know, feel free to add something. When I help parents write parent concerns, and I actually help a lot of parents draft them, but then of course they always come from the parent, um, I always put as in my opening paragraph, dear school, um, and I, and, and again, I send them in, if I'm requesting a meeting, either myself or, or helping parents request a meeting, I send them in then if it's outside of their annual meeting date. I say, I have, I would like to request a, an AI for the IEP team to convene. Um, here are the following concerns I would like to discuss. And I list them. That's if I'm requesting a meeting. If it's just the annual meeting, I send them in when you're RSVPing to the meeting. And I say, dear teacher, whoever, um, yes, I will see you on Monday at 10 o'clock. Um, here is my list of parent concerns that I wish to discuss. Um, I put, I will bring you a signed hard copy when I come to the meeting. However, I am sending you this electronic copy to make it easier for you to copy and paste them directly into the IEP parent concerns. That way, I've made it clear, no uncertain terms, that these are my parent concerns for the IEP and that I wish to see them in the IEP and that they're going to be included. Um, 
I've heard over the years, and, and it's funny because you know something's valuable or has value when it's met with a lot of resistance from shitty school districts and shitty administrators and shady administrators, which isn't the bulk of them. I, I know that most people are good, but there's crappy ones out there, let's be honest. And when they're particularly tough and shady and sketchy about pushing back on one item, you know that item has value. And as I said earlier in this podcast about you want to have your paper trail should you find yourself in in a litigious situation down the road. Um, you know that this has value or they wouldn't be pushing back on it. If it didn't, if parent concerns didn't matter, they wouldn't push back and try to resist including them. If you didn't have valid concerns that that needed addressing, why would they resist pushing? Why would they refuse to include it? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Um, and I've heard over the years a lot of crazy things. Sometimes parents get an IEP and they're – Concerns are just completely edited down to a few bullet points. Um, I've also heard that they can only be, you know, X hundred number of words, which is not true. IDEA does not say that. Um, I've also heard like just a blatant like, oh, well, we don't include them in the IEP, which is crazy. Um trying to think what else I've heard but I've just heard a lot of crazy stuff and again if you want the the data and the documentation go to the blog and you can print off that um that discussion of IDEA and where it says parents are free to provide written input should they choose um I also though from the parents end keep your emotions out of it keep it to the facts keep it to the data that you have um, as far as what you're seeing and keep it reasonable. You know, you're not writing a manifesto. You're writing a parent concerns letter. Um, it needs to be as long as it needs to be. Sometimes you get yourself in situations where you've let things fester for a long time and you're going to have a really long parent concerns letter. That's okay. It shouldn't be like that every single time. If you need to do one big one to kind of get things out of the way, do that and get those issues handled um, and, and get it taken care of. Because I also wouldn't recommend that um, you write the parent concerns letter and let's say you're asking for a meeting and you have, let's say you have 12 issues that, that you're concerned with. I wouldn't send one asking for four issues and then a week later you send another one and say oh and I'm also concerned about this and you list four more and then another month down the road you know you list four more if it's a concern it's a concern and you need to bring it up it's not going to go away on its own um if, if if it's something that needs to be resolved resolve it and if you have a, a big letter with 12 concerns this time you know so be it um but get them taken care of and then stay on top of the process going forward so that it doesn't turn into this big, you know, it snowballs into this big unmanageable beast. You want to get it taken care of. Um, but parent participation is listed several times in procedural safeguards. It's listed many times in IDEA. Um, 
And if you're ever told anything as far as what your parent concerns and parent participation can and cannot be, if, if a district is trying to limit that and telling you something like this, um, I just easy, you know, I know a person's instinct, it seems to be, is that the parents come to me and they go, oh, where's the law that says I can do this? Or where's the law that says I can do that? What are my rights? I say put the onus on them. You show me where it says I can't do this. You show me where it says that my parent concerns can only be 500 words. You show me where it says a parent can only do this. Because I guarantee you, they're not going to find it. And, you know, put it on them. Because there's a lot of things that IDEA says, but there's a lot of things that it doesn't say either. Um, And in, in fact, as the years go on, I find that it doesn't define more things than it actually defines. Um... But look in your procedural safeguards. It should have a list of agencies of parent training centers and protection and advocacy groups. I also have a list of all 50 of them. Every state has one. Um, I have a list of them and their contact information on my blog. But it's all there because parents are an equal member of the IEP team. Don't be afraid to use that participation. In fact, you owe it. You know, it's not just your right, but it's also your responsibility. So you should be participating to the maximum extent possible that you, you know, all the time. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up because I've been yammering on about parent concerns um, for almost 15 minutes. If you also want to go to the website, adayinourshoes.com, or if you just Google um, parent concerns letter, I have an extensive blog post on parent concern letters, including lots of templates. So if you want to just copy and paste a format, um, I, some of them are actual redacted letters that I've prepared for clients. And a lot of times it just helps to hear different wording and vocabulary. Um, and you're like, oh yes, that's what I was trying to say. Um, but sometimes a template is all you need to kind of get your uh, creative juices flowing and, and get you started on writing. Cause if writing isn't a strong suit, um, then this, this can be hard for you because it's, it's all about the paper trail and IEPs. So good luck. Um, as always, you can go to the Facebook group for a day in our shoes.com. We are 35,000 strong and growing all the time, but we do have many parents who just copy and paste their parent concerns letter on there and say, Hey, can I get some feedback on this? And we're happy to do that as well. Um, but keep the emotions out of it. May, it's a, it, it needs to be as long as it needs to be, but don't repeat yourself, don't yammer on, keep the emotions out of it, keep it to the facts of what you have. And that should be it. Um, good luck and see you soon. <laughs>